Welcome, everyone, to the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the Daring Do Bad and Good Puck Tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Puck Tales. Woohoo! And the you-know-who at the other end of the woohoo is none other than Naval Master Chief 10-day-75, Joey Smith. How's it going, my friend? It is going good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's an honor to have you on. Um, <clears throat> if anyone browses around hockey Instagram, you will see Tindy75 and the super sick graphics and stickers that you got going on right now. And you, you might be the first Seattle Kraken fan that we have here in Puckburg. So congratulations on that distinction. Thank you. And we'll, we'll start at the very beginning. You mentioned earlier before we hit the record button, you live in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Um, how does one become a hockey fan out in the Pacific Northwest? They don't really have a noticeable history with the game of hockey. So how did it stand out to you? Well, originally I'm from, I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, hey. Right now I'm in Virginia, but I do have a home up in uh, the, about an hour outside of Seattle. And as far as the hockey community up there, they do have a, a WHL team, uh, Everett Everglades, I believe, yeah. or Everblades, I believe is their name. Um, but the city and the community up there has always been pushing to get a hockey team. Um, and ever since, uh, you know, the, the push was out there, they were all about it since Vegas got their team. Yeah. You know, Seattle was all about it. And I almost want to go to say that the Kraken have probably pulled some fans away from the Seahawks. Uh, I know the the 12 is real big up there. Um, you don't hear too much anymore about uh, the Seahawks. It's more about the Kraken. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to them uh, kicking off this season. I think they've done pretty well in the preseason hockey. Had some wins, had some losses, which was expected. Um, so we'll, we'll see how they do. You know, uh, compared to Vegas, obviously Vegas had an awesome run in their first year. Um, so we'll see what the Kraken do. Yeah, and um, I used to live uh about three or four years of my life in northeast pennsylvania so real rep uh, recognizes real um and uh, going to the kraken um you say they take some fans away from the seahawks i can easily see that and especially with how they debuted their jersey it has that kind of the seahawks vibe because if you look at the nfl and you look at all the jerseys the seahawks are distinctly different and the same with the kraken and their color scheme and their logos so I can easily see that happening. And depending on what happens this year with the Vegas Golden Knights, I wouldn't be surprised if some Vegas fans become Seattle Kraken fans because the Seattle Kraken hit the ground running and they, you could tell that fan base really wants an NHL team. So yeah, that's, I'm super excited to see what they do. I, I think after losing the Sonics in the NBA, they're, they're really hungry for a, another sport uh, to come in and, I think hockey is, is the right answer. And I think having Jeremy Bruckheimer, the director as part owner of the team, you know, helped out with that launch and, and getting it out there. So I'm looking forward to it. 
yeah and i'm glad you mentioned the sonics because i was a big fan of the glove like yeah I've, and uh another team distinct in their branding from the rest of the members of their league so seattle knows how to market and yet having bruckheimer out there uh, that's only got to help so where did your fandom with the game of hockey start hmm. um because the kraken's relatively new how did you actually get into the game so originally, and I'm going to kind of age myself here, growing up in uh, Pennsylvania, I used to go late eight, late uh, 80s, attend a lot of the Hershey Bears games at the old oh, yeah. Hershey Park Arena. Uh, back then, the AHL was obviously a lot smaller than what it, the league is now, and they had a big rivalry with the team that no longer exists, the Baltimore Skipjacks. Mm-hmm. So those two teams would, would, you know, face off a lot of times, and uh, I, I would go and see a lot of their games. Uh, the crowd in Hershey was, was wild. Uh, the fans there, you know, they had the old organ going. There was no mm-hmm. music being played. It, it was an organ. Uh, you'd have fans there that that would literally spell words out that, uh, you know, I won't mention on here. But uh, it was uh, an, an awesome environment to be around. And then one of the big uh, <clears throat> trades that really got me into uh, the sport of hockey was in 1988 when Gretzky was traded from the Oilers to the Kings. You know, that, that uh, made a big splash for the sport there. So, being a kid growing up on the East Coast, I wanted to be different than everybody else instead of liking either the Flyers or the Penguins and, and kind of became a Kings fan and stuck with them. Um, but I guess I uh, have taken my fandom elsewhere to the, <laughs> the, the, the new team. So that, that I'll still is- cheer for the Kings on the side. But, uh, you, you know, since I live up in uh, Pacific Northwest, uh, not too far from Seattle, I'll cheer on the Kraken. And that's – and yeah, that that was one of those for American hockey that really solidified – um not only american hockey's existence because for so long the nhl it was it was canadian heavy like and you the pride was in canada and it was just something america had but when that trade happened and gretzky landed in la it was a way for fans to really get behind the nhl and you could tell that in the fandom and like even you 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 jumped to the kings because of that gretzky move and I'm sure you're not the only one because that was a really big deal. And speaking of the Hershey Bears, I, I got to watch a Binghamton Senators Hershey Bears game in Binghamton. Yeah. I don't think they're the Senators anymore. I think they're, they've changed to something else. But, yes, I know the Hershey Bears, and I know that crowd really, really well. Yes. Now, now also, what led to me being a goaltender was watching Ron Hextall play for the Flyers. Yes. Definitely a, a big name in the, the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, and since you mentioned it, you're um, you're a goaltender. Some of my favorite people in the world are goaltenders. Um, how did that happen? How did you get into the game of hockey when it came to the playing aspect? So I, I didn't actually get started until late. Uh, it was, uh, the summer before my senior year of high school, I had a part-time job working at the local ice rink in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the Lancaster Ice Rink. And uh, my high school team had a hockey team and they were having tryouts and uh the gentleman that that i guess was the manager of the team was uh like hey have you ever played hockey i said no you know thought about it and he goes well next week we'll be back here for tryouts why don't you know you come on out and i was i told him i said well i've never played before he goes it don't matter he goes you work here tonight sir and get yourself some gear and we'll see you on the ice so i went out bought myself a pair of skates uh bought a mask got some of the gear from the rink and went out Made the team uh, miraculously, uh, played a few games my senior year. I also played on the in-house league uh, there in Lancaster. They have a youth program. Still, the Lancaster Firebirds, I'll give a shout-out to them. Um, so got my start there. 
and that's how I played. Uh, sh shortly after graduating high school, joined the Navy, so my time playing got cut short a little bit, and I didn't play until later on. And we'll get to the later on because it crosses over with some former here in Puckburg guests, but what about the goalie position um, stood out to you when it comes to starting, like especially like around the high school, you want to goalie position is not really one that people gravitate to. They usually, if you're starting that late, they usually want to play defense, you know, just kind of hang back and out of, but you're right there in the limelight. What made you jump to goalie? So again, watching guys like Ron Hextall, uh, being a Kings fan, I was a Kelly Rudy fan. Uh, you know, I watched guys like Andy Moog, John Casey, you know, I'm naming a lot of older goaltenders uh, that I remember when I was younger, just playing. Um, it, you know, it's the person that's always on the ice, you know, your defenseman, your offenseman, they're always changing lines. And yeah, they, they score the big goals or make big plays, but your goaltender is always the one out there. I remember Hextall scoring the two goals that he scored, one in the playoffs and, and one in the regular season against uh, the Bruins and the Capitals. So uh, I, I just always wanted to be a goaltender. How do you uh, how do you describe your uh, goalie style? Are you more butterfly? Are you kind of a hybrid style? Like how do you like to attack the goal? Uh, probably more. Um, I would say hybrid. Um, I had to learn butterfly, and and like you said, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. uh, there there were some past guests of yours. Uh, I literally had to learn all over again, and and there's a reason why, and, and we'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say butterfly, a little bit of hybrid. And we've had uh, we had Teeny Tendy on. Uh, Callie, she plays goalie as well. And I, it's a question I like to ask all my goalies. How do you like the defense to play in front of you? So I always tell my defense, uh, I'll take the shot, and I want them to, to either get the pass or the rebound. Because nine times out of ten, if they're taking the shot and, you know, the, the shooter goes to pass, there's always going to be someone to my left or my right, and, and they're going to – either pick up the rebound or they're going to get the pass and the puck's going to go in the net. Yeah. Cause that's, and it was something we mentioned in that episode is it's one of those things that goalies really need to have a top line communication with their D pair, because there's a certain way you want that, that offensive rush to come at you. So you get a good play at the puck and everybody's different. Everybody has a different style. We've mentioned NHL goalies who, if you watch, if you watch it that way, you could see players like, um, Mark Andre Fleury, Carey Price, um, even Mackenzie Blackwood—they'll take shots in a completely different way intentionally. And like Mark Andre Fleury will intentionally let some risky ones at him just to wake him up and fire him up, almost like hulking up, like Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah, I—I I, I find myself uh, when the play is at the other end of the ice too much, I tend to get cold. Mm -hmm. So between whistles, I'll skate figure eights around the uh, the face-off circles, you know, just to keep myself warm. Because if I get too cold and someone comes in on the shot, it's it's going to be a bad day for me. I was just about to mention that that's another thing. They'll let, they'll tell the defense, just peel off, let me get hot, because you don't want to get cold back there. And it's one of those things that fans, you like to praise and you get, like to go, um, wow, our offensive pressure is great. But you also have to realize you have a goalie back there doing absolutely nothing, crocheting, um, Sudoku. <laughs> you got to keep them engaged in the game. So, yeah, that's it's it, it's amazing the things that you think about uh, while you're back there alone. Yeah, but, uh, you know. <laughs> and then you then you wake up. You're you're replaying the season three of Twin Peaks in your mind. And then, then yeah, you look and you got somebody in between the dots in front of you. 
you, you just got to get creative back there and, and you know, stay focused and, and track the puck and not lose the, you know, side of it. Yeah. Uh, even when the play is on the other end. That's, oh yeah. Goalie position. It's one of my favorite things to watch. Even in like live broadcasts, I focus like how the goalie's communicating. I could get a good gauge on how the game's about to go. So we'll talk, we'll talk about the, the later on you said you um, you're in the Navy um, master chief in the Navy. When did hockey come back? So in 2010, I guess I could say uh, I started to get back into a little bit when I was stationed in down in Norfolk playing some pickup here and there, but it wasn't until I got out to San Diego later on 2018 um so i was cleaning out my garage i'll just tell you so i was cleaning out the garage at my house uh, up in washington and i had my bag of goalie gear that i have not used in years and i was very close to taking it to the local rink in bremerton and just donating it um and i said you know what i'm gonna throw it in the car take it down to san diego i'm sure the hockey community down there is not that big i'll, I'll probably well i was wrong <laughs> hockey community in socal is huge especially in san diego uh, numerous ice rinks out there anyway long story short uh I got put on a team and got beat up pretty bad in the game. Uh, after that game, I ran into a guy by the name of Mike Lands, who if you play out in S Southern California, especially in San Diego, everybody knows who, who uh, Mike is. He's a goaltender out there. And he mentioned to me about this program called Patriots Hockey. And he goes, hey, we, uh, we have donated ice every Friday, 1130 to about one in the morning. Come on out, get your skates back underneath you. He goes, matter of fact, get on Facebook, message them. Let them know who you are, that you're active duty, and uh, we'll get you going from there. So I did. I got a message back from Zach Daniel, who you had on the show mm -hmm. uh, a few shows ago. And he was like, absolutely, come on out. He goes, we have other goaltenders, but we'll figure out something. And they did. Uh, they had actually started up a, a D6 team, which was perfect for me because I was starting back over. So yeah. I ended up becoming their D6 team, that uh, goaltender that played in Escondido. And that's how I became a part of the Patriots hockey program out there. All right, so we have Patriots representation. Love what the Patriots have going on, and I'm glad that you were able to find them. And Zach, um, shout out to Zach. Um, yeah, that's a great program they got going down there. So you landed D6 goaltender. What was that environment like from what you remembered when you uh, picked up the skates? It was different because I showed up. So I'll back up to the first time I showed up to a practice with them. I had some outdated goalie equipment and the guys were just looking at me like, okay, we got to get him help. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everybody was great. I mean, uh, there's numerous people on uh, Patriots uh, that I can name besides Zach and, and Mike. Um, Eric Behar is another one. Uh, he, he's a goaltender himself, a higher level goaltender same age as me and he pretty much told me if i can do this so can you so i don't want to hear no um he's a, a marine vet so you know i had a, a marine uh retired staff sergeant up in my face uh, pushing me hard on the ice but it was good you know it helped me out um and that's when you know i had to learn the butterfly and he would tell me he's like you're gonna go down in butterfly if i have to make you do squats all night on the ice you know mm. so practices with uh we would run scrimmages, drills. We would do all kinds of stuff. And I think uh, Chris Markowski, when he was on talking about Patriots, he had actually mentioned how this practice has helped his, his play level out. Well, it did the same for me. I was playing, you know, I was uh, at the time, I guess, my late 30s then. Uh, 
playing, you know, better than what I've ever played. And, and it obviously helped me move up in uh, levels of play. Uh, and not I claiming that I'm any, you know, Carrie Price or anything, but uh, <laughs> it, it definitely helped me out. And, that's, and, and, and I was but, about, I was about to ask, like, do you, uh, was it the, that, that brotherhood that they both talked about? Was it that accountability and that brotherhood and that pushing you um, to do your best? Did you get more out of that than you got out of your very structured, like high school kind of like I would I would say yes because you know I remember back in high school um so we would have practice once a week and and it would be for an hour and a half and, and that was it and then we'd have games either a Friday or a Saturday and you know a high school season is just a high school season that's it this we had you know the, the Patriots program and and there's others around the country you know the Warriors um and, and Zach Chris both mentioned all those um every Friday you know you could go down to the gas lamp district in San Diego and and drink away, party it up or whatever. Or you could go some free ice, you know, active duty uh, and veterans of all, all, all levels. A lot of the Patriot teams, they would come down from Inland Empire up in Riverside and, you know, the San Diego teams would show up. And sometimes, you know, we'd have a full house. And, and just to have players at higher levels, you know, shooting on me. Yeah, it, it, at the end of the night, I would be sore and beat up, but it would help me out in the long run. Man, I can imagine and like hearing you talk about it, you can hear the fire contrary to like the both environments. So it sounds like the Patriots games are where it's at. It is. Uh, it's uh, definitely something for any active duty personnel or vets that might live out there in Southern California. Definitely check them out. Um, again, there, there's other programs around the country. I know, uh, I believe Zach mentioned uh, Veterans Hockey United. Mm -hmm. They also help, you know, vets find uh, teams as well around in the area so what what are you involved in now when it comes to the game of hockey are you still you said you're pacific northwest have you are you able to find sheets up there well up there when i'm up there bremerton uh washington which i live about 20 minutes from bremerton i actually my home's in silverdale uh bremerton has a rank up there right now i'm out in virginia uh the navy's got me out here so i do play uh in the beer league out here in, in the Richmond area, my team, the demons, we won D five championship, uh, just a yeah. little bit ago. So the, the winter season is about to start up. So, uh, I do do that out here. Yeah. And you, I saw your, uh, Instagram post about that championship sick logo. You guys, I'm telling you, you guys got a team and a unit and congratulations on that title win. Well, thank you. appreciate it. And Definitely. yeah, it was, uh, Hard fought, I would say, a playoff run for uh, the whole team. Uh, give me a, give me one of the highlights, one of the big moments that you had stand out to you in that playoff run and that title run. Uh, so we were the, we were the number two seeded team. So we had a bye in the first round. Then the, the first playoff game, we had a shutout. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And it was a showdown between the number one and the number two team. Um, and they had beaten us all season long. So, you know, we were going in David versus Goliath here. I mean, it was just a beer league game, but we had uh, quite a crowd too at uh, Skate Nation Plus up in uh, Short Pump where we played the game. So that game itself, and, uh, you, you know, we had a nice four to nothing uh, run or five to nothing run, I think it was in the game, and they almost came back on us, but uh, it came down to the wire. It was a pretty exciting beer league championship game. Wow. So I, I think just to have number one and number two face off against each other. Yeah, I I have a brother and an uncle that play in the beer league around here in Birmingham, and like those are some of the most fun games. Like you, oh, definitely, 
because there's a lot of passion in it like it's it's just so much fun and again congratulations on that title and looking forward to seeing what's going on in the in the next in the next run that the that you guys have going on yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to the, the winter season's a little bit longer than the summer season so uh we'll see how we do yeah and you said you're up in richmond yes I'm actually, I'm down in uh, Petersburg. So I'm stationed on the army base out here, Fort Lee, even though I'm Navy. Uh, so I do go up to Richmond. It's about 30, 40 minute drive. They have, they have two sheets of ice up there. Uh, the Richmond ice zone and then uh, skate nation plus and short pump. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I think a little action. I think I remember uh, Randy talking about the sheets of ice up in the, in that Richmond area. Yes. So yeah, they're good people up there and you see, this the little the map of Puckburg is connecting all over the place, and you're hitting a lot of those hot spots. Yes, like we we had uh, uh, one of the earlier episodes. We had Fourth Line uh, Beauty. She lives up in that uh, Pacific Northwest, and she's into the roller scene and playing on ice. And she says the roller scene up there is really really popping off right now. So that's also interesting to see. So yeah, a lot of these little pins on your map. We've talked to people who have talked about the hockey scene out there, and it's it's good to see it being vibrant in a lot of places that people don't think about. Yeah, it's definitely a growing sport. And, and you know, I mean, even like I mentioned earlier, the, the AHL, you know, the minor yep. league, it was such a small league. Now it's, it's across the country. And almost every NHL team has its own AHL team affiliated with it. And you can watch these games, like, on streaming, like, and yes. they have their own streaming app, like, if you would have told me that about 10, 20 years ago, I would have laughed. So there's no way people would pay to watch <laughs> like an AHL game where you could do the same with the ECHL now. So yeah, yeah. The, all rising tide raises all ships and the game of hockey is definitely rising right now. I mean, uh, even the beer league games, you can watch those on, on live barn. Yeah. You know, you pay a little fee and you, you can watch almost any game anywhere, as long as they have the live, live barn system in the ring. Yep. And our, because I'm out here in Birmingham, Alabama, we have a SPHL team and you can stream their games and okay. uh, our beer league. They alternate between um, live barn and Facebook live for a lot of their different games and they'll have it positioned and mounted, but those are also really, really good games. So yeah, you can, if you want hockey, you can find it. It's a lot easier to find these days than when we were growing up. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's a growing sport and I think it's going to continue to grow. So what are you involved in now? Are you, other than the demons, are you affiliated with the game in any other way? Uh, your 10D75 page is just next level when it comes to hockey content. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I decided to uh, do my own thing on uh, social media. You know, I have my own personal page and, and I, I said, well, you know what, since I like hockey, I have a car page. Uh, so I've made an Instagram page. I bought a Dodge Challenger, nothing special. Oh, uh, and, and I just, I made a page just, you know, to find like-minded people. And almost within a year, I got close to 3000 followers. So I was like, whoa. So, you know, I tried this with, uh, with hockey. I got a couple hundred so far. So we'll see what we can do. You know, not, not not trying to uh, make an empire or anything, just, uh, you know, someplace to talk about hockey and, and do some fun stuff. Yeah. You got, uh, it's one of my highlights is like scrolling through Instagram after we make social posts and like seeing what you post It's always, it's top notch stuff. So well, it, appreciate it. incredible stickers and graphics as well. So yeah, we'll have all of your socials tagged in our posts when this drops. So yeah, this is a must follow account. I appreciate the shout out. Hey, no problem. And uh, 
before we wrap everything up, why don't you go ahead and throw out those socials and um, anything else you would like to throw out? Sure. Uh, my Instagram, if you want to follow, so is at 75tendy, even though the username is tendy75. Somebody else already had that account, so I just flipped it. So at 75tendy. And if you're a car person, at SXT16 underscore Kraken. So that, that is my uh, Instagram for my car. And then a, a couple couple shout outs. Uh, you kind of already mentioned them, but I'll mention them again. Uh, the Richmond Retrievers. Uh, I know Randy was on here a while back talking about that awesome program. So please check them out and support them in any way that you can. And obviously uh, Patriots Hockey out there in Southern California. I know they got a couple charity games coming up. So if you mm-hmm. are in the area <clears throat> and want to attend something fun, buy tickets, support that program. And if you can't, uh, I believe Zach had mentioned it, you can buy a ticket and they will donate it to somebody who maybe can't afford to go to the game. I know, um, super fan of the show, uh, Beth, she's on on our socials. You'll see her. She has done that as well. She has donated tickets. So yeah, that is definitely a viable option and a great way to support everything that the Patriots are doing. Yes. They're doing a lot of good out there. And before we get ready to wrap up, since you are our first Kraken fan on here, what do you think about the Kraken construction and what that team looks like going forward? Um, When that draft was finalized, was that something you were uh, pretty excited about where you're like kind of let down? And how do you feel about this season coming up? I won't say I was let down. Uh, I think there was some players out there that I thought that they were going to look at, but they didn't. in a way, after what I saw during the preseason, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they, they took who they took. Yeah. Um, though I think they're going to come right out and win the Stanley Cup. As a fan, obviously, I want to say yes, but I don't think so. Though I think they may be a playoff contender, sure. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and it's one of those, like, especially with preseason wrapping up, like, on time of this recording, it's kind of kind of a good thing the Kraken didn't uh, go after, like, Tarasenko at the time or you know a lot of those big name unprotecteds are hurt or um really not living up to the hype so maybe Seattle knew more than we thought we did <laughs> maybe even uh and if you saw recently in the news you know Carey Price uh actually exactly. checked himself out and and nothing you know against what he did by all means that's what any player should do um you know if they have issues going on um but that was a big name who everybody thought was going to come to Seattle and they didn't roll the dice on him at all. Exactly. And that, I mean, stick taps to Carey Price, wonderful career, admirable thing for stepping away from mental health reasons. Like I'm behind that a hundred percent, but it would have been more detrimental to the Kraken, especially building a team than Montreal is prepared. They have a good system in place, but Seattle's just starting and, I'm as an avalanche fan, you guys are in good hands with Philip Grubauer. So oh, if you could keep him healthy, you guys will be, you'll have a fighting chance, but yeah. Um, I wonder if that was part of the conversations early in that talking back and forth where Carrie's like, I don't know about this season. And then. Uh, yeah, may, may, may have. yeah. So who knows? We'll look at this next season. I know it's exciting. I know. Um, you're looking forward to it and i know we don't have the video version up but he's got his uh, seattle kraken hat on so it's always great to see that logo i'm telling you that <laughs> logo and jersey i've watched those games just to watch those jerseys those are incredible so that's a good look yes 
I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the opening faceoff. I believe their first game is against Vegas, and, and I'm thinking October 22nd or 23rd, they're at home finally against Vancouver. So yep. I, I'm looking forward to those first couple games, see how they do. Well, Joey, thank you so much for stopping by here in Puckburg. And if this is your first time stopping by here in Puckburg, you can find us on Twitter at hpuckburg. You can find us on Instagram at here in Puckburg, underscore in between the words. You can find us on Facebook. And if you'd like to come on and share your puck tale, you can email the show at here in Puckburg podcast at bellyupsports.com. And we have a merch store. So if you'd like to get you a nice little hoodie to get ready for this winter season or any stickers or mugs, we got you. Uh, links are in the social bio. So come check it out and see what you can find. But again, Joey, thank you so much for stopping by here in Puckburg. And for everyone else, thank you for joining in the conversation. And we will look forward to talking to you again real soon.